Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Christopher Black, just as I suspected. Yeah, well, we did have a scheduled call to record a podcast, so it, it does make sense that I'm calling. I wouldn't call just to talk. We know. And you, you did call a little bit late, just about 60 seconds late, and that's off-brand off, off brand yeah. for you. I, I, I hate it, Jason, but I've had a, I've had a busy day here, uh, you know, just trying to wrap up some year-end loose ends, um, shit on Playboy Cardi's uh, album rollout and merchandise, Ooh. and also try to create some new business for public announcement global llc just had a quick call before i before i hopped on oh with nice so. who's the call with i'm not telling you that <laughs> but i'm also working diligently to 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 make sure that you are able to have the rolf and daughters experience in nashville even though the restaurant is closed oh really how does how does that begin to work if it's closed does that mean i just make Bro, the food you know, myself you're getting the recipes no nah, I'm connected, bro. My man, my man, Philip, the chef. I'm, I'm, we're in touch, uh, and we're seeing what we can do. You know what I mean? Whether it's, yeah. you know, I would love for him to come to us and just recreate mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll pay on me. It's a treat on me. You know, happy holidays. You're gonna have Rolf um, show up at the Airbnb like it's absolutely nothing. Like it's absolutely nothing. Um, like I'm Diddy in the sun's rising in my house in Miami after fucking uh, winter music. Week. When the bag, when the uh, bag but- is all gone. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When the Molly runs out, you gotta have eggs. Um, yeah, anyway, so it's just a, it's just a, it's just a bit of busy day for for Big CB. Also, you know, I clocked some miles this morning. It's just, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's nonstop over here. How's it going for you, TJ? It's going, it's going pretty well. I, I guess I'm not as productive as you are. I did, I did just finish we hitting know. them kettles. You know, feels good. Nice, and I've been nice. doing since it's been. You know the temperature has been dipping down into some some nippier temperatures on the on uh, so I've been doing my outdoor exercises have been compromised because it's just so freezing. So I started lighting a small outdoor fire when I work out now. Oh, God, <laughs> you are, bro. Who do you think you are? You're a middle class guy in Glendale, not a rich guy in Aspen. Okay, bro, I'm a man. Down. I'm a man of the woods. Let me cosplay as rich guy in Aspen. It's it's harming nobody. Literally, you, you right. know, fire is one of the basic elements of life, and I don't Great I don't point. think I would really attach a social status or price point to that anyone can afford fire i've seen 
lots of uh, displaced people lighting lighting fires all over this this town of mine. I've also seen a trash can fire before, mm-hmm. which is I, I think what people are talking about when they say what our world is right now. But for Bro. you, it's just a way to keep your keep your little extremities warm while you're doing a a, a Pavel get up. <laughs> yeah, doing my gets. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like I mean, obviously, it's like not really doing anything, and it's just sort of like a little bit of a novel, dumb activity sure. that doesn't really. It's not actually increasing my temperature, but I think it has a placebo effect, and also. The smell of uh, of fresh burning hickory wood filling mm. um, you know filling my my backyard area it kind of um, it makes the working out harder because my lungs are just full of thick clouds of smoke and I think that is helping my conditioning. <laughs> So, oh, so okay. So this is like a maybe you should just try to smoke as many cigarettes as you can well, while you're working out next time. That's I've I've implemented that method. Um, that's been already going on for some time now. So I need to kind of up the that. ante. So you know when you um, when you see like CrossFit guys wearing those Bane from Batman style masks as they're doing their hill sprints to that's to that's uh, me, to retard yes, see, their breathing. That's you. You yes. you don't do that. No, 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 but I would. I mean, a lot of Atlanta joggers I'm seeing with the weighted vest, but they look like they're already carrying some extra weight. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Snatched. Um, Interesting twist, but yeah, the the next step is the mask. So so I'm saying I'm I'm doing a bit of a poor man's version of that. I'm not going to go on onit.com and cop the the gorilla mask, which will restrict my breathing and lung capacity. I'm simply just going to start a large fire right next to where I do my, my jump ropes. DJ always hacking the system, always finding a way. Yeah, I mean, it's making. I'm I'm over here having these TJ tips. Just they're just squirting out of my head every day, and I don't know what to do. TJ, TJ, TJ's got a nice set of big tippies going on. (laughs) You got. I have a a smattering of big natural tips that I'm ready to drop. Do I use Substack? Do I use? Do I use YouTube.com? What's it gonna be? Oh man, where do these tips live? I mean, they could honestly, they could go anywhere. It is, it is important. I, I learn so much from you on a daily basis that that sharing that via this podcast vehicle is a, is a gift to, to mm-hmm. society as a whole. Well, well, I do want to talk about Playboy Cardi's merchandise. Playboy, what, Playboy. Before Caddy. we do that, if if I want to try and capitalize on my smokestack workout, I need a clever name. What do you think? You know, I should call that working out by uh, by a large fire. That's I, I'm going to need some time for that. There's also a small agency fee to, to attach that kind of ideating. So just let, let me. I know. knew, I knew it. No, uh, <laughs> nothing in free with, in this town. I'll put you in touch with my partner James Ellis, and we can you guys can discuss the fee. I don't like to get into the nitty gritty of wow. that. You know. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, that's fine. I mean, um, I can take my business elsewhere. I know yeah, a lot can, of yeah, I know yeah, a lot know, of ideators. I know you're connected to a lot of little broke boy agencies that we won't name, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you can try that. You can try that. Um, yeah, so so your favorite artist with a birthmark on his face, Playboy Caddy, um, has finally announced that that whole lot of red, his his very, very, very delayed LP is coming on Christmas Day because, because mm-hmm. you know – uh, when I think of gifts, I think of designer clothing, maybe a wad of cash. But some mm-hmm. people think of a very, very overrated rap album that will definitely be bloated 
like Santa after he eats all these cookies. So are you looking forward mm. to a whole lot of red in stores soon? And I, I got to say, uh, not really. Kind of the way, I mean, I, I do like Playboy Cardi. I like listening to his little baby voice talk about getting his dick sucked. That's it's pretty, pretty, it, it hasn't <laughs> Who got, doesn't like that? Hasn't I mean. gotten old for me is what I'm saying. But much like much like the uh, you know our, the competition of our podcast, if you're not releasing stuff with a brawlic, prolific frequency like we are, then you know the the standards, the expectations, the excitement becomes so high that even if the album is a pitchfork eight point three, it's still going to be a disappointment. It's not going to deliver. And you know if he would have just look, released this record when he was supposed to. However, many moons ago, it could have came and went, and he would already be creating better content. Now he's going to have these dusty old 2017 demos about going, and uh, it'll be fine, but it won't be great. It just can't. It can't. No one cares. Also, like, I I mean, I just don't think anyone cares. But the merch is what I care about. I mean... The merch, a lot of people are saying, are making incredible old hardcore references. Somebody's, my, my friend Brian was like, this looks like Ebullition Records. A few, yeah, uh, multiple I people have that. said, mo- multiple people have said to me, damn, Playboy Cardi's Crave Director ripped off page 99, which is a very deep, very deep grab. I don't even, I don't even know that reference. I'm not surprised. You, you were, you were so into your like meathead uh, OC hardcore. You weren't into that more crusty kind of vibe. What were some of the? Uh, please enlighten me, Chris. What were some of those crusty? No, they're bands? bad. No, they they suck. They suck. But it's like mm-hmm. an orchid, you know, like a little screamier, mm. uh, a little crustier, TJ, a little less TJ jockish. Yo, I don't listen to jockcore, bro. That's you. That's you and your hate breed loving ass. You and Maddie Shout Matheson can suck my dick. Shout out to Maddie Matheson. We're you know, <laughs> it's he knows the hardcore boys group heads, chat bro. is going off, but you know. I can't Our be listening group, to no. Yeah. I can't be listening to no new Earth Crisis. I can't be listening to no Hate Breed at all. Come, come for me no, in the comments. No Earth, but Playboy Cardi released this this merch that literally looks like like the table at the back of the show where the walls are sweating, mixed with Hot Topic, mixed with Zazzle, <laughs> and it's just it's it's honestly crazy. It, it's and people are like, I read this whole because there's all these like stupid. You know, there's this whole thing on Instagram of like these kind of like historians of streetwear mm-hmm, that love mm-hmm. to like educate kids on the references. So it's like somebody explaining to me that Playboy Cardi ripped off the Circle Jerks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, dude, I I fucking know. Okay, this is not original. Um, well, a lot and, of and people don't like, know, Chris, because we are old heads and we know all this cool stuff, but we have to remember that so many people are so young compared to us. And yes, they don't know about but, any but of this cool I'm, stuff. But but also the young people, they don't care about this at all. They don't give a shit about about any I, of I, this. I disagree. They, they, there's no way to me that a that a 19 year old Yeezy collector gives a shit that Playboy <laughs> Cardi's album art is a reference to Slash magazine. I'm just telling you right now, they don't care. Well, like, we don't we, we don't do it for the 19 year old Yeezy collectors. We do it for the the real the the baby yayos, the historians out there who are grinding. You know what I mean? The people who it's just, it's, are it's just a, discovering vintage he, Face magazine and things like that. What if your mom? What if your mom? What if your mom asked you what you did for a living and you told her you educate? <laughs> the mouth-breathing streetwear community on references for supreme and rappers um, think about that, well, that that's was your not job. a that's not a job that pays money unfortunately that we call that a labor of love 
I bet it. I bet there's some behind the scenes partnerships going on, TJ, or at least a at least a monthly grailed column that pays three hundred dollars in credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that this type of thing has been going on forever. Like when we were when we were a young fifteen year old learning about you know the the Godfathers before us laying down all this stuff, we had to figure it out ourselves and do you know cold hard physical research, digging in the crates, etc talking to people learning about this and now it's all just being delivered to you on your explore page with one click and that's maybe that's what you're uh, i'm not even i know i'm not even angry about it i just don't think people actually care that's the thing i think that a very small percentage of kids actually care. them posts is getting more likes than our posts so somebody's caring that's but that's because they see playboy cardi and they just double tap they don't give they you think they're swiping through (laughs) come on dog they ain't swiping they (laughs) bro bro, pull up your little lucy's post Pull up the motherfucking yeah. engagement, bitch. Let me talk to your social media manager. Just as I suspected, there's no click through. You know, you know. So we got a we have a, an elite podcast guest today, don't we? If you've made it this far, oh, if you've just discovered this podcast <laughs> for the first time, and you're like, oh, so these uh, these adult men complained about a rapper's T-shirt, and uh, they said that they yeah, light fires when they work out. So this is this is off to a rocky start. But we do. We do, and, and nothing makes me happier than having an elite podcaster as a guest because they just understand our struggle. <laughs> our struggle? Mm-hmm. Ain't no struggle. To produce, I mean, look, this motherfucker, they take their time on their little content, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do, I, they're am, doing, I they, am ready they, to come for them. Because they put you know, their show up whenever they feel like it, I guess. And it, you know, oh, we spent 100 hours on this. It's extremely researched. We have multiple producers. Mm-hmm. There's guests. That's cute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's one style, I guess. Yeah, TJ uh, does that with is, one hand behind his back. The t- today's guest is PJ Vote. You know him from the wildly popular podcast uh, Reply All, one mm-hmm. of my favorites. That's not the Joe. The only podcast I listen to that's not the Joe Budden podcast <laughs> is is Reply All. Um, the only podcast the I listen Gimlet- to that's not the Joe Rogan podcast is is Reply All. I just exactly. listened to so the, the most recent episode today. These motherfucking Joes stay winning. That's what I took away from that. Um, oh yeah, but but PJ is a, a truly an elite podcaster. Uh, the the Gimlet Media Network is is like the the HBO of podcasts, and they really came mm-hmm. out of nowhere and leveled the playing field. Um, there's no mouth breathing. There's no Trump supporting. It's just good old excellent content. Um, mm, which we're is coming hard for to find you, Gimlet. These days with- Wait, Gimlet got bought by Spotify, right? Uh, we're about to find out. But no, if they I think want to they give did. Okay, deal, never mind. We we bang on the same team. It's all good. I squashed it right now. Okay. <laughs> okay thank you for thank you for squashing it before we got into it. That's that's <laughs> Didn't nice want of you. To get weird. Um, but you know, PJ is also a known friend of uh, Phoebe Bridgers. So oh, I'm gonna God. you know don't be simping. Don't be simping too early. No, I'm not gonna simp. I just I'm gonna be like you need to put in the word because she needs to come on the only podcast that matters. Mm, you know okay. I mean? Well Rogan. All that uh, and more is about to go down right now with Big Peach. All all that and all that and more. Uh all right, cool. Let's give him a jingle. Mm-hmm. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients 
and easy instructions. Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes. Oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients. I like to chop myself. Or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes. Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> how Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are... So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. DJ, wow! Look at the, look. We're just happy to be here with an elite podcaster. Uh, he said he was. He said he was. Jason. He said to me, "I'm routing audio." What What does that even mean? It sounds like it sounds like this man is in on analog music creation mode. He's patching it means cables. That, yeah, are you? I have an overly complicated way of saying I'm plugging something into another thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. It worked. I thought you were literally cutting reel to reel tape, Dylan. Yeah, style. PJ. I like to add a little drama to my day to day lingo as well. So don't feel bad. Well, I'll tell you, like all the sort of my generation of radio people. First of all, the fact that we say radio people, it's like there's there's are we, like are we talking about uglies and fatties? Uglies and wait, what's the uglies and fatties? <laughs> radio people. That's radio people. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's us. Mm-hmm. Um, no, th- we we're like <laughs> it's people who excluded. still kind of are missing. Like, like there's people I know who started cutting tape together. Like, had a razor blade mm. and like took two pieces of tape and like cut it and taped it. And Damn. so everyone still uses the words because they miss when it wasn't a podcast. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. yes. And the words are very silly. Like a in all things considered, lingo like in NPR lingo. <laughs> A, a guest, a, an interview between a host and a guest is called a two-way, and we'll constantly call it two ways, which means an interview between a host and two guests is called a three-way. And we'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna set up a three-way next week for the Supreme Court thing. Or I like I, two-way. Two-way in Jason and I's world is just a pager from the '90s, but I I like I like this better. Why are you guys <laughs> talking about pagers from the '90s? Because of hip hop? Two-way. That's what. That's what. Uh, a no, I know what it is, but I'm just like, why does that slang like? Why is that in your word cloud of said words? Mm. <laughs> because we're part yeah, of the I mean, hip hop community, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, we're we're older. We're older. I think is what I, I actually didn't have a two way, but I did have a sidekick. I don't know what your first. I had a I had a sidekick from from day one. I had the black and white joint. Mm. My best friend had a two way, and the only thing that ever happened on it was his mom texted him nine one one and her <laughs> phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right, but I guess that was that's also just a symptom of the pager generation because a lot of people wanted pagers because they were glorified on on in music and film and TV, but then you get one and you're like 15, you don't what are you going to do with that really? Well, and you, you don't know? have like a car phone, you have access to pay phones. Like it's a whole it's yeah, it was a Mm-hmm. everything's just i did a have leash. a car phone i did i think i did have a car phone though okay. I really i did have okay one grandpa yeah well i'm not that old i'm only 38 but i think it was a hand-me-down i believe i can't remember i know i used one i remember using one but i think i actually had possession of it for a little while uh in my all white my my cocaine white uh acura <laughs> did Legends, your mom four door you already your mom told you only use this car phone for emergencies only <laughs> only like real course, big nasty car accidents of course, parents only the only way you were allowed to even I, I mean kids today I guess get cell phones upon birth or a little later. I think <laughs> I think I think it's sometimes pre-birth. My my young cousin <laughs> has a he's got a cell phone but on the condition that like his parents are allowed to he has to have location tracking stuff on his phone. Mm. But Damn. he's also figured out how to spoof his location. Thanks Biden. <laughs> Wow! Cool. How, yeah, yeah. This sounds like Biden's America. Yeah, contact tracing he... at it again. So, how does he? How does he how... Uh, throw throw his rants off the sniff? Somehow, there's a way where it, it basically he can make it so it looks like the last place he was is still the place where he is. Um, mm. Jason's so he... taking notes right now because he <laughs> his, when his when his when his LP yeah. thinks he's painting the painting the garage and he's actually on the tennis court. He needs a way to to, to circumvent. I am kept oh on well, a, there I'm is kept a whole tight leash. There is a way to do that, which is you just if you're using share location with friends, you change the device that's sharing location. So you're like you can see where my Apple Watch is, which is at home. Oh damn! Okay, you should release a you book know, of day, like, tips it, for cheaters. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, in my, in my day, you just had to stuff a bunch of pillows under the covers and make it look like you were asleep. Oh, these the Ferris Bueller technique—very famous. Yeah, these kids are these kids are advanced. That's crazy. Well, it's yeah, like I can't a imagine. Cold bar. 
<laughs> I didn't realize that, but you're right. The severity of this is m- much like a Cold War. Mm. Um, but I don't. I, a lot of people I know share locate. Like, there's like groups of friends who just share location, which is psycho to me. I have it. <laughs> so I have it with a couple of friends who I'm not that close with, where we just kind of did it as a bit, and we live in different places. And I'll be like, oh. Ahmet is like uh, in Silver Lake right now. Cool. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then my my sister, I, I share a location with one of my sisters. And then my mom keeps trying to get me to share a location with her. And I just want, like, I'm still a 35 year old man. I don't know how this would happen or like when this became a cultural norm among your friend group. But I'm not going to accept this really under any circumstances. <laughs> No, hell no. Mom, mom, nah, mom gets put on TJ, ice. TJ, we're proud no, of you for crazy. standing up to your mom like that. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's really been a big moment for me. Yeah, we're going to put that foot down. <laughs> I, 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 I do appreciate that. I don't think that, I, I, I just find location sharing to just be completely unnecessary. I guess I guess I mostly see it with, with younger women to like let their friends know their location when they're out for safety purposes, which is probably the only good reason. You know, Chris, fellas is staying safe too out there. I mean, I know Jason. You're 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 such an intimidating figure. I don't think anyone would approach you even in a dark alley <laughs> if they had a knife. Mm-mm. So, well, it's sort of it's good for the like, um, like actually the day Biden won, like definitively, people in Brooklyn were you know out and celebrating, and there was a lot of like, I'm at this part of the park and I'm drinking, and then it's like two hours later, it's like now I've moved three meters this way. I, I do the like one day <laughs> location share a lot. Where it's just like group coordination. Oh, it just expires. It yeah, just expires. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mind that. Unfortunately, I only visit about three or four locations in general. So right now, so it's not, you know, if I'm not at the gym or the tennis court, I'm at home. Yeah. So it wouldn't be very, it wouldn't be a very fun location share. Jason's getting around a little more than I am, I think. I'm How much are you getting around? Uh, I mean, I don't really do that much either, but, you know, I go to Whole Foods a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah, know, You know yeah. that spot. Are you are you in the city? Are you in the city, PJ? Yeah, I'm in or I'm in Brooklyn. Um, I have not been moving. I have a studio in my apartment, um, and that's uh, my yeah, location. Jason, is just like we got to well, we got to level up. I'll tell you the first thing I've noticed about PJ is he's he's letting us know that we got to level up, but he ain't saying it direct, which I like. When I say studio, I mean closet with microphone. <laughs> no, when he, when he said he has a studio in his apartment, he means he has a studio apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, I see. Mm. Oh, I got confused. Okay. okay, okay so, okay. so sorry. how would you rank your um your hyper vigilance as it pertains to quarantining lately, on a scale of one to one hundred, classic Rotten Tomato style? Oh, uh, I think. And then, I'm... just to be clear, this is a this is a super spreader podcast. We're open to any answer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only yeah. if you're on super spreader podcast. <laughs> I think I'm on the high side of paranoia. I like. I have. A, I have. Two, I have three friends I see, but it's only stoop drinks, and it's December, <laughs> and so that's been Damn, bro. hard. PJ, yeah. what's going to happen to hashtag stoop drinks once winter's chill really takes hold? I bought one of those uh, restaurant heat warmer things in <laughs> August, and eventually Damn. I'm going to set it up. Smart guy. You're a smart guy. I like that. So <laughs> you, you bought the heater require... in the dead of summer, and you are yet to pl- uh, set it up. Yeah, I'm a guy with lots of plans and very little follow through. Okay. Uh, what does it yeah. requ- what does that require? That does that require gas or do you plug it in or how does That's that propane, work? Propane, baby. It's propane. Yeah, you just use it. The is. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not Hank Hill. Mm, I apologize. Yeah. I only know it because on the cardboard box it says propane. 
<laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> how much? How much was the ticket on that? PJ three hundred? No, it was like <laughs> now it's like three hundred. It was like a hundred something off Amazon because it was before. Damn, that's cheap. I have fucked up every season of COVID. Like. Like January, <laughs> people were like, buy maps. And I was like, no, that's not a thing. And then it was like, buy restaurants, not or every single time. And finally, going into winter, I was like, I'm going to be ahead of them. Like, I didn't get like any any of the sold out, all of a sudden, everybody wants snowshoes things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this fucking heating thing. And then <laughs> having it has been nice. Just knowing that I have it feels better. Like, yeah. I spent mm. an amount of money I will not say on dumbbells this summer that. Mm. <laughs> Oh no, the, no, no, PJ. This is it. We're not only are we a super spreader podcast, but we're also a fitness focused podcast. So I would love to know because you know I, I don't know if you saw the Wall Street Journal story about the guy who was dealing kettlebells. Oh yeah, that um, guy. I didn't know whether to feel good or bad about that. So that guy because he's I, using I, all I the profits that, to buy I, cocaine. Clearly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I accidentally discovered that guy and like put him in touch with the writer from the Wall Street Journal, oh. and he texted me for like i swear to god he stopped texting me last month it was out of it was insane he's <laughs> is a he still selling kettlebells i i don't know what his racket was but i mean the shit look he came to my apartment and he delivered some kettlebells and those motherfuckers were fresh out the box like they were they weren't <laughs> mm-hmm. they weren't used they weren't stole they might be stolen but that's fine um but he had he had like two kids and a lexus like ls 300 and lived in long island and he, i think he owned a couple gyms but he was the markup was insane, but people were just down to clown. They had there was no other choice. No, I bought. I was like looking for dumbbells on eBay, and I was like, these prices are inflated, but you know, I, I want to not go insane. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Talked myself into it. Bought basically like it was like double price, and it came. And I was like, oh, this was for a dumbbell. This was not a pair of dumbbells. This was a four X <laughs> markup, not a two X markup. Damn. You got a single? You got a little single? You, Jason, you have to do the Turkish get up with the dumbbell. PJ, That's all you, you got to crawl do. before you can walk. All right. <laughs> well, I'm just state it crawling. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the what is the PJ workout routine looking like? Like, what's the let's go pre COVID and now now oh. mid not mid hopefully late late era COVID. Yeah, drop the you spreadsheet. Know when someone's like asking you a question, you're trying to decide whether to lie or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I do. I do. We do this podcast three times a week. I know all about it, but okay. I, I think that the. We, we're we're open and honest here because we 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 talk about our workouts a lot. I'm a psychopath because I have some other issues. Jason's a little more normal yeah. with his routine. Yeah, I'm more. You, I support lying. Let's say that. Do you you exercise <laughs> as like bad habit replacement? Yeah, Chris um, yeah, exercises because he's yeah. a he's a sober sober person. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. he has replaced at, one I'm high with a, another. Yeah, I I'm looking a, at a two two a day, multiple times a week, depending on what the schedule looks like. Oh, that's great! No, I'm. I, I'm <laughs> you would think I would look. You would think I look better, but I only look okay, mm. which is annoying. But maybe this is just age. You think you'd have an eight pack instead of just that one pack, you know? But hey, exactly. I think also yeah, once people exactly. start exercising a lot, they're like they become more punishing about their self image. Like I think mm. I think it's possible mm. that there's some kind of brain that's curve. A good going I never on. thought about that. I never thought about. Wouldn't that. Wouldn't mind a episode of Reply All about that subject matter. <laughs> The body dysmorphia exactly. episode, the mystery yeah, of why we all exactly. ate ourselves. Yeah, take my fucking money, baby. <laughs> I'm available to talk on that. Just talk to Jason about my fee. Mm-hmm. Um. So what is your? So what is the? What is the program looking like? Break it okay, down. Okay. So and nothing. Don't lie. We we want the truth. <laughs> right now it's nothing. Right now it's like literally. I have a friend who's my accountability. My friend Brendan. He. he I was like, okay, we're not going <laughs> to run together, but we're going to text each other every time we go on a run. And so three, four times a week, like clockwork, he texts me. He's like, really cold day. 
just going to do a mile, just getting out there to do it. I'm like, that's great. And then I don't do it. And all day I think about doing it. I like move my running shoes around the apartment. So I'll like even put on running clothes. I'll like load up the app and then I just don't do it. And then the same thing I've got now I have two dumbbells. I have a bench and I was like in the summer I was on this, like it was sort of like I'd taken strong lifts, but turned it into dumbbell stuff to make it more doable and like every day I'm like, you know, you can just do it. You just do it. It'll be like 15, 20 minutes. You'll feel way better. You won't just feel like your body's slowly turning into a weird dumpling. Like it'll be really, <laughs> really good. Mm-hmm. And then every day I just don't do it. Like today there's a part of me that still believes I will do it. I think the last time I really went for a run was fall. And like summer I was good. Summer I was on it. And then fall I just like mm. fell the fuck off. Wow, we need to we need to talk about this because I mean I don't know what what's the issue. You need some new shoes. Are you just feeling no, underwhelmed? The, the issue are you, are seems to be you know fundamentally motivation, anxiety, well, and depression. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think like don't you guys have the well? You are on a good enough schedule. My brain does this thing where there's a certain there's this like I've been thinking about this a lot because of the pandemic. But there's these two categories of things I find really tricky. One is. The stuff that you will feel good having done it, but you never believe it. So it's like very, very hard to get motivated, mm-hmm. even though if you lived your life backwards, you would always do those things because the pleasure is mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then the shit that is like comfortable and nice and fine up to a point, but like your fourth hour of Fortnite or whatever on a Saturday, you're like, oh, <laughs> suddenly I'm in a movie about chronic depression, <laughs> even though <laughs> half an hour ago, this felt like a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm connecting with my friends. I'm connecting with my friends. Oh man, yeah. I think. I, I, are you? I, a, yeah. Wait, PJ. Are you? A, are you a game? Are you coming out as a gamer? Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm out and proud as a gamer. I spend way too much time fucking uh, losing in Fortnite to twelve year olds. Let me. T- let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Then I think your problem with exercise is that you're a gamer. That's what I'm, <laughs> yes. that's what I'm putting together. Those things that's might what be I'm related. Putting together. Okay, but there have been times in my life where they've lived in harmony. Mm. They, they seem at odds. Yeah. Are you able know. to I mean, gamify j- your workouts? Uh, well, I do. So when I when I'm when I'm doing it, part of what I like is that it's a very like um, like I like the running apps and like comparing your time and mm-hmm. like all that. Like I, I, it sort of is like leveling up, except for you have something to show for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Fortnite, I do a lot of Fortnite clothes, but they're not real. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. What do you mean Fortnite clothes? Are you talking about merch? He's talking about, he's talking about no, virtual skins, Chris. You, yeah, you, you can buy virtual skins. Oh, oh I'm sorry. You can, well, I just you can saw buy a, a JPEG jacket. right off the rack. No, oh, I, I see. Because I saw Diplo Diplo posted a Fortnite jacket they sent him, so I thought maybe PJ was on the same seating list. God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, Too bad. You, you, Too bad. you laugh now, but after you appear on this podcast, <laughs> things could change for you. Yeah, you never know. You never know yeah. what well, we're doing. PJ, for you. I have I have a motivational because I have I have suffered, and I think many many people have suffered a similar issue of like you know it's all set up, you got all the gear, it's right there, but just like whatever that next step you have to do to actually complete that workout is very very difficult. I yeah. like to drink so much coffee that if I don't work out. I will have like a medical issue something or like bad will happen. something bad will happen. I'll have a brain aneurysm. I will like have to be admitted into the ICU for heart palpitations, whatever it might be. And that's then, really good. And then I you think just that's really last a workout. How many coffees are we talking about? A couple, two, three. 
Yeah, yeah, that would do it to me. What's too. your? Yeah, what's your? I and mean, it depends on your caffeine tolerance levels. You know? We know you're sipping. We know you're sipping on some fine Brooklyn mud over there. We already <laughs> I, know. I have two Coke Zeros in front of me. Um, oh. Artisanal badge. <laughs> okay. Jesus Is Christ! It, it's, I'm worried about you. Uh, I mean, you should be. Every gamer I know, every adult <laughs> gamer is a is a zero head. It's there's something about the Coke Zero and the gamer. I don't know what it is. Do you? Do you? Can you find the correlation? I kind of disregard for yourself that runs through multiple hobbies. Maybe. <laughs> I don't really believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't. So so. You're drinking mud in the morning, but you're also drinking Coca-Cola Zero all through the day? Yeah, I have this like um I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a it's like a, a this it's it's like Keurig but it's good. <laughs> it's like a Nespresso <laughs> machine mm-hmm. that does mm-hmm. espressos and has pods and it's great and it's really easy. I love an espresso. Um, and it doesn't have it doesn't have like a fancy ritual attached. You just like throw the thing in and put the water in the tank so i'll do the that in the pod morning. you just toss the you toss the pod in you press play and the bean comes out yeah yes. you basically you're not saying that you just simply set it and forget it no but it's pretty close it's pretty close <laughs> i've contemplated putting it in my bedroom and i'm like that's a step you maybe don't whoa do. i i took yeah calm down i took you for a, a, a classic pour over with a local bean that you measure no my i go through phases of appreciating things that last on pretty short cycles and then they just stop so like there will be a moment where i'm like oh it's so cool there's all this stuff you can learn about coffee and (laughs) you can compare this thing to this thing and then a year and a half later i'm like how did i end up with this crap in my kitchen this was weird this Mm -hmm. is a weird moment um (laughs) well what are you currently going through right now currently what have i been going through i feel like i have one What's the, yeah? What's oh, your flavor oh. of the week right now, PJ? Candles and incense. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a great thing to. This is luckily this is this is an area of expertise for me. So mm-hmm. you're about to get killed when you tell me because I'm 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 scared to hear what your answers no. are going to be. Or you're about I, well, to they're be fancy, but they might be like the wrong old fancy. I don't know. Okay, well, what are we? Uh, what, what kind of candles are we working with, PJ? Let's put the the where the I've, rubber meets the road. What do you got? My fancy candle is a uh, byredo. Okay. Oh, PJ, okay. come through, King. Okay, okay. Looks okay. Like we had a good yeah, yeah. year at Spotify, didn't we? Okay. Well, so yeah, my, it sounds like damn. Uh, mm-hmm. When the I HBO moved, podcasting really rings different now. <laughs> well, I burn them slow. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And then do you, there's just do you, like, do you set an iPhone alarm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is like truly what? the most horrible feeling where you're like. You, you're like you leave an expensive candle burning. Oh, <laughs> like you fall asleep or something. You're like, oh god, that mm-hmm. was like that was like this a is truly mistake. this is this is yeah that is that's like what I think about all day. What what flavor are we burning? So what are, what do you guys do? Oh oh, I had a, shit. There was one I really liked. Um, Japanese Japanese amber is my personal favorite. What does that smell like? Mm, like like it's a, hard to describe a candle ri- that's not fair <laughs> yes i mean it's it's pretty it, it's no a one's little ever asked bit, me that question uh, it burns a little bit sweeter than it smells when you just take a whiff of the hard wax mm. um but it's pretty it's pretty earthy you know what i mean that sounds good i i've been doing this one bibliotech but there was yeah, one i yeah. liked more before that that i'm forgetting um my old roommate, he's like, okay, so when I when I moved to New York, it was from Montreal, 
and a bunch of my roommates were Canadians. Damn, what? Did you go to Mag- did you go to McGill? I went to McGill and dropped out of McGill. <laughs> Damn, Damn, this has been a recurring up. theme on our show lately that a lot yeah, of guests have have come from Mon- Montreal. Well, I saw Nick was on. Yeah, Nick was on. Former, did you? Were you guys in school at the same time? He was. We were in school at the same time. He was a little bit ahead of me and a lot cooler than me. Mm-hmm. So it was like we'd be at the same party, but I was like, I'm not going to talk to him. And then when we got to New York, he's a totally nice guy, and we hang out sometimes. That's great. That's funny. No, so he didn't also bully you or anything. He didn't what now? Bully you. Bullying. No, the, no, he could cool party. He okay. absolutely he could. could. I don't think I was he on could. his radar. Well, he didn't he, because why? He's Canadian. No, Canadians exactly. can be mean as shit. That really? that is not a oh, oh yeah yeah wow. What? Give me yeah. an example of of some Canadian meanness. Well, okay. Well, so the nice the, like psych. The, the the stereotype of Canadians as like sweet and midwestern. Mm-hmm. I think is more true of Ontario, like Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the Quebecois, are, the Quebecois are nasty people. I, oh, I agree. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Fucking... I mean, the, the French are the cuntiest of the world, so it, it only makes sense. Well, and they, they hated me. They hated me because I was a dumb, loud American. I didn't speak <laughs> French. I the French I could kind of blurt out sounded horrible. Mm. Um, you know, where just you, like a where lot are you from? Pete? Are you from New York? I'm from Philadelphia, suburban Philadelphia. Uh, but oh, are you are you a mainline girl? I am. What do you know about the mainline? What the fuck is the mainline? It's just a, it's so embarrassing. It's, it's a, apparently, it's like the it's where the hot chicks are from, is what I've been told. But it's no, it's just my 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 friend and former studio mate Dana Veraldi is is from Philadelphia, so she taught me everything about about Philadelphia. So I the know some of the terminology. The mainline is the like. Wait, where are you guys from? Orange County, I'm from California. Uh, okay, Orange County is probably not that far. <laughs> it's like the douchey sort of rich kids. It's like there's banks. Uh, there's pharmacies. There's the pharmacy that like used to be a bank, and then there's the bank that used to be a pharmacy. <laughs> it's like wow, a lot of like, like sick. It's a horrible. It's a lot of money, not a lot of like culture. People mm-hmm. just people just go to Philly for stuff. So a lot of money, not a lot of culture. It sounds exactly like Orange County. Um, yeah, honey, yeah, that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's um, full of hot so you, chicks. So did cool. you go to? Did you go to? Did you go to Montreal? Was the pull of underage drinking what got you there? I, so when I got a driver's license, me and my best friend, we would just drive up to Montreal because you could – when you were like 16 – the drinking age was 18, but when you were 16, they'd let you in. I was straight edge. He was oh, not. Hell yeah. You, I didn't uh, know you were straight edge. Are you, are you a former hardcore bro? I mean kind of. Like I, I was like more into punk stuff, but I went to hardcore shows because my friends were going to hardcore How shows. How does it feel that just two is, guests ago on this podcast, Walter from Gorilla Biscuits was, was – Are you was fucking kidding me? No, we did a, we not did a full sit down with him. I have a Grill Biscuits hoodie that I've had since I was 15. I still listen to like uh, Start Today. Wow. That's my running music. Wow. This is, this is really, a, this is really a, a, a wild twist. PJ, yeah. I've come to consider you, but I, but I thought it was just elite podcasting. But now, <laughs> as, we peel this, as we peel this onion back, okay, we're one last a question lot of before, we, before we get back into the straight edge. How do you feel about non alcoholic cocktails? I mean, I don't, I don't drink them. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, say no more. All I needed to hear. We yeah. are brothers yeah. in arms. <laughs> That's all we did. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, I don't, they can exist. Other people can enjoy them. Mm. Okay, quit while you're behind. How do you feel about <laughs> Gia? How do you feel about the Gia? Gia? What's the Gia? Gia is a is a non alcoholic <laughs> spirit brand that has come up a lot of times on this podcast lately. I don't understand familiar. who that's for. 
preaching to the well, choir, and, honey. You know, me neither, but I've, I've, but luckily the fine folks at Gia have sent me a bottle, and Jason is is coming to Atlanta, and we're doing a little southern road trip. I think it's for, holidays, for people so gonna... who, who enjoy the complex medicinal flavors of a well-made artisan cocktail, but without the, <laughs> uh, the bitter sting of alcohol itself. Without the so, good part. Um, well, ah. Uh, uh. I, I don't want to like trash something that's helping people with sobriety, mm. but like it's not, the whole no, point no, no, of cocktails. No. It's, it's, like it's you're, for ri- it's for rich people. I don't. Mm, it's kind of no. It's kind of for like a creative pregnant woman who reads Goop is the vibe I would say. <laughs> oh. What do you think? Oh, oh. She ha- she has like a she has an LR four, but it's a couple years old, but it's Hunter Green. <sighs> okay, yeah, yeah. I that's actually a very mainline car the, in in Brooklyn. <laughs> when you see old Land Rovers, the the tire thing on the back often will be like mainline car dealership. It's like oh. Okay. oh. Yeah, oh, I love this. So I, I'm sorry. Okay, so back you were to going your to, were you going to, sh- were you going yeah. to shows in Philadelphia and yeah, New York? Okay. Were you making the so, track? No. So so there was a um, there was this dude. I didn't like being from the suburbs. I found it embarrassing. But there was a guy from the train line from the main line into Philly. It's called R5. And there was this one kid named Sean Agnew who had started a production company called R5 Productions. And he had a church basement in Philly where he would book fucking everybody he was such a good promoter i mean he's still going but like there was this philly punk band called kid dynamite i really loved um of course like, of I, course yes i, I saw yeah, like I, Arcade even, Fire in, I know basement, i know so sean like as well actually oh really i mean not we're not bros but like yeah he's a he's a legendary guy he was a very legendary guy in my childhood i was just like someone from where i'm from did something cool <laughs> like that <laughs> seemed but and there's like really philly hardcore was like it was very, very violent. Like the first show I ever went to, uh, I was standing in line. It was a uh, who was it? It wasn't American Nightmare. There was this band. It might also have been good, former guest of the show. Really, you guys have like a hardcore strain going through stuff. Yeah, well, it's a through it's line. Just, I, it's a hard, I think hard line. <clears throat> yeah, it's a hard line. Well, if they're still relevant, you know what I mean. Like Wes is is still relevant. He's got another band. He's got a. Book he was store. in Cold Cave like, too. Yeah, right? Cold Cave is still around. Yeah, and Walter yeah. is obviously still so active, and so it and and you know even people like the chef Maddie Matheson, who's like a big hardcore dude too. It's like it, it comes up pretty often. Um, That's really cool. But Good Clean Fun is a funny band to talk about because they suck. <laughs> they, well, they were like fun, but they were like the fun. But they did a cover. They were fun. Yeah, James Corden was fun too, but he sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, Same vibe. But J- you know, Jason's Jason, one of Jason's favorite bands, Ink and Dagger, is from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Ink and Dagger. Okay, so Ink and Dagger was too cool for me to understand. Mm-hmm. There was a Fair. music blog called Buddyhead. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Very let's familiar. go. So Buddyhead, Buddyhead was so mean. And I, <laughs> when I started reading Buddyhead, I really liked pop punk, and they were just like ripped it. So it was the first time I've read criticism that destroyed my enjoyment for something. Yeah, I didn't. Just I like, didn't appreciate their words about no effects either. So yeah. no, no effects. <laughs> I still remember they were okay with no effects, kind of. It was like Blink One Eighty Two, all the fueled by romance. This idea mm-hmm. that like thirty year old men were making music for fourteen year old boys. Very much bothered. First them. of all, fair point. I take a lot of offense to this because I made a lot of money off of that world. I don't know if you're familiar with the band called Cartel, PJ. Yeah, <laughs> that I managed that band. That was my oh, that was my shit. original original career path. So well, this was this Buddy is what Head, Buddy Head was saying. I know saying. you guys are. But <laughs> yeah, Buddy what Head would Buddy Head no, say about Buddy Cartel? Head, 
great resource. I love Buddy Head. I, I I read it religiously, and those guys, I'm sure, are flipping burgers somewhere now. Um, but it was a, it, at the time, it was a really important important resource. The gossip stuff was amazing when they would it have was, like the gossip. Oh, it's too good. And it was like meaner. It was. I think it was before I read Gawker, and I think they were meaner than Gawker. But it was just like it was really. It was meaner than I would like to be in the stuff I make. But it was really effective funny exciting writing to read on the <laughs> it was internet. really effective i like that it was really effective but you know, you know it, you were just like oh shit. it had a, it had a like, real sting to it sometimes it had yes. a sting to it so they how did basically you, so who who how did i find who them put you on to this though who you will know who put you on in general did with like an older brother or like a friend or like in general to the whole scene i think the internet there was a um mm. there was this message board called centrifuge in philly that was like the Drexel Penn college kids, the suburban geeks, and then the actual Philly hardcore scene kids who were like very violent mm-hmm. at times, <laughs> like working class Philly dudes who so I was gonna say the first show I went to, I can't I think it was grade. Doesn't matter. Standing in grade. line grade. You remember grade? grade? Of course. This they're fucking... terrible. But that's yeah. a no, I saw them a lot. Grade wasn't lot. terrible. That one song, like, whatever. Yeah, we all know <laughs> the song. Had, we all know the song. I believe it was a white guy with dreads was the front man, correct? That's right. That's right. I don't remember the dreads, okay. but it does check out. They were also, I think, Canadian. Anyway, <laughs> staying light at the show, very excited. And um, there was this kid sitting in front of me who was kind of your classic, like, or late 90s, early aughts emo kid. He had, like, a tight pink polo shirt on. And he'd said something on a message board because somebody just walked up to him, punched him in the face. Uh, Amelia, his nose is fucked up. He was bleeding. And the guy stood over shit. him and just said, don't talk shit on the internet. You just got knocked the fuck out dot com. <laughs> Tore the dude's shirt off and put it on like a trophy. And that was like the environment of shows and of posting on the internet that I grew up in. Where I was like, I gotta say, welcome I gotta to say, Philly. That's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty cool. That's one of the cooler stories. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Heard. That's that's very uh, that's in line with welcome to OC, bitch. After you get knocked out at a at a local bonfire. But I was like a terror. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a very OC moment. <laughs> no, they had, there was a band <laughs> called Battle Like Thirteen where one of the guys just played baseball bats covered in barbed wire as an instrument yes, for yes, hitting yes, people. Yeah, yes. I just love yeah. that that this person, you, who I've listened to on your podcast many times over the years, is now just FaceTiming with me in my guest bedroom about Bad Luck 13 Club. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thunk it? It's a full circle moment for everybody on the call. It's a full, it's a full circle moment for everybody on the call. Damn, I... Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, Atlanta, <clears throat> you know, Atlanta was not as violent as I think Boston is the most violent. So therefore, Philadelphia might just be adjacent to that. And maybe that's part of the, yeah, the, they, the they like fighting in Philly you, a lot. I, when I was in high school, I went down to Atlanta for like a month. A friend of mine is a very long story, but he was like a punk show promoter there. And I went down for a month to like, what's his name? Him. He's gone at Jeremy Rich. He was like, he was doing, um, he was working for Jay Baker, and so all the shows had to be like Christian. Hardcore. Oh, not the Christian, not Jay Baker, the cursed Jay Baker. He <laughs> yeah. was our enemy. Why? You know, I don't. I don't like to. T- well, because we hate Christians. Um, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't like to tell the. I didn't like to tell this story, but there, you know, some friends of mine were known to go, you know, drive by the line of like a Zayo show, and oh, um, you know, they would they would they would fill a super soaker with urine and soy milk <laughs> and just hit the cra- hit hit the crowds. <laughs> 
hit the crowd. So we weren't violent necessarily, but there were some, you know, there's some taunting going on. Maybe there was some pranking. I wasn't Christian, but a lot of them, I liked the, I liked like there were hardcore Christian bands. I liked there, me without you was pretty good. Um, and so like, they, I, I think know me without, I think me without you ended up getting like a major label record deal actually. Yeah. They're still, they're still around. They make like music that is kind of weird and cool, but down in Atlanta, that was more violent. I mean, the shows weren't violent, but like, I was there for a month. One of the kids I met got shot in a parking lot. Ooh. Another kid <laughs> shot himself in the leg by accident. Um, well, that just happens when the when the you know when you it happens. Like you're trying to get the gun, it slips. PJ, it happens. It happens. PJ you're but, hanging out with some bad seeds. What's going on? But they with were you? they were just like seeing kids. But it was just like there were guns there in a way that there weren't in Philly. I remember the first. Well, one the first South, I think yeah. that's the South in general. Yeah, in, yeah. in Philly, we settle things with the fists, man. You live to fight yeah. another day. I mean, I don't settle anything with anything. <laughs> I just shut the fuck up and try not to piss anybody off. Yeah, I try to avoid settling same. anything, even even a tab at a restaurant. Not yeah, for me. I just run. I'd rather I, not. I can't stand the confrontation of paying a bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set. I Couldn't apologize. Be me. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Damn. So you were here. What you were here for a month in ATL, just mobbing out with your homie. Yeah. Wait. Hold on one sec. This is my landlord. I'm just gonna tell him I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> and your landlord's gonna be like, "Yeah, Jesus. What hey, else is new? Thank you." I'm <laughs> uh, recording, but I'll call you after. Um, um, yeah, I was down there for a month. It was it was weird. It was a whole weird thing. But I was just like, there was a time in my life where the most exciting thing to me was, it was like I really just want to work at a record store. Um, all the jobs I wanted to have in high school are jobs that don't like that are much harder to have now. It was like I want to work in a record store or a video store. Or a bookstore. <laughs> yep, yep. Those are, those are those are literally dead in careers in in twenty twenty. There's some people like some people have them, but I was not. I didn't have like amazing taste. I, it, thanks, it, Spotify. I couldn't have gotten it then. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thanks, not our, thanks to our part. Thanks to our partner at Spotify for for mm-hmm. destroying the music business. But I do yep. think that um, I do think that the I think the bookstore honestly has the best chance for survival of mm-hmm. those three. Um, because because it's got the mass m- biggest mass appeal and people like really want to support an author in a different way. I think. Yeah, I think that's true. I think people just have the most problem with Amazon, where it's just like mm-hmm. it just feels like, the most like a strange moral transaction when you buy a, a convenient book on the internet. Have you mm-hmm. had the strange sensation of entering the Amazon physical location bookstore? No, no. Where is it? It's it's. it's there's a bunch of them. I mean, there's some here, I believe, in Atlanta, but I've been to one in Seattle, actually. Um, we were I was doing a shoot with New Balance and we were waiting on our table at Din Tai Fung and there was a giant <clears throat> there's a giant Amazon bookstore and it's just, you know, it's like it, it's it's I mean, it's no dissimilar than to going into like a Barnes and Noble in twenty twenty. You, you know what I mean? It's the same it's the same kind of idea, but it's very it's so odd to me. Big when, building, when bunch of books is like Exactly, but mm-hmm. when businesses that are that are you know online also, I mean, because I did this in Atlanta, which was a strange sensation too. I went to Fr- Framebridge, which I love, um, not sponsored. I just love the I love the service. I went to the look. They have a location here in Buckhead, and I went there, and then they shipped me the stuff back. So it saved a step, but it's just like, why are you guys doing this? Your whole business is that you're online. I don't. I don't to understand. me, it feels like a flex where they're like, we've destroyed this thing, but we can also do it, which I'm sure is not yeah. what's going on. But it's it's like what it looks like to me. Yeah, well, it's kind know, of like the um, involved in the framing world. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, like it's like building exactly. a park where they killed, like the police killed someone or something like that. I'm like, yeah, you guys can have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to make yeah. it dark. It's a, it's a very, it's a very strange sensation. But I do think that the, um, I, I do think that those jobs. I, I think that you know, you getting into, um the elite world of podcasting is, is probably better than any of those jobs could have been, but you, you started, so you started though on your journey after you left a beautiful Montreal, Canada. Um, did you come to New York? Yeah. So what happened was I was in school. Uh, I was not a very good student and I applied to be an intern at this American life as a very, like I worked really hard on it, but it was a real long shot and they accepted me. So I dropped out. And I went to New York to intern there. So I was there for six months. It was like, I, Damn, I that's great. I, it was really great. Time it was life. really, I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think that actually happened. I mean, you're talking to two dropouts, but I, I unfortunately just didn't, I didn't get out of high school, but Jason, you did a little college, right? Yeah, I did a few months, but I mean, like when I was in Before. college, like, like during those eight, like those years, like I did not know what this American life was like, that was such yeah, a I, world that was not a part of my life. I was. Did your uh, parents put you on? Like, did you listen to that growing up? No, no. I um. I, I didn't really understand a radio. Like, I, I didn't understand that there were different public radio affiliates and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. But I was when I was in college, I was on a road trip and I heard they. they I was I was with a bunch of friends and we were listening to radio and there was a this American Life segment about black box recordings from airplanes. And I was so yeah. just like, this is fascinating and different. And I and somebody tried to change the station. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and then was just like, I need to find out <laughs> over what this my thing dead is. body. You don't touch that dial. <laughs> I will drive into a median. <laughs> and then uh, I, because I was from Philadelphia and going to school in Montreal, it was like fourteen hour drive to get up and back. And so I just burn yeah. fourteen episodes. And I think I listened to the pretty much whole show in like two years. You blasted um, a lot of glass on those on those road trips, didn't you? Really, 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 really. <laughs> just like every there was like episodes that they had taken out of the archive because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like, ah, this is early. This isn't our best stuff. And I'd like, it's like, well, I want to hear what they don't like. Like obviously, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just so I you think gave yourself you gave yourself a little. You're you, you know you're you're in the Volvo. You got 14 hours. And you're blasting some glass. And you just give yourself a crash course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I. I don't know what I don't know if I figured anything out. I just figured out that like I really liked this thing and it seemed really cool to be in the room where it was getting made. I didn't want to be a host or anything. I just it's like I wanted I just want to be there. Just want to be that. around it. Just be in the room. I, yeah. I understand it. So you're saying that much like us, the spotlight found you. You know, it was, it was kind of again. You didn't. You didn't have a say in the matter, really. Well, how reluctantly you you dragged in God. during yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> during those NPR salad days. Do you think that affected your current podcast voice? Yeah, I think that. And I mean, your just, literal voice—the way it sounds, not metaphorically speaking. I think that. I don't know. Do I sound like him? No, no but I think you. I think you have a very striking podcast voice not i mean I, I, it's just like when i hear you talk i'm like this is a this is a podcast like it just sounds right you know what i mean i think that's good sure. i mean I, that's a compliment I, yeah I, if you listen the earth i mean there's no reason to but when i first started trying to do the kinds of stories that we do at reply all uh you would not you would listen you'd be like this person spent a lot of time listening to <laughs> this american life and i are glad like mm-hmm. you could definitely all the yeah, the little inflections and stuff you can kind of notice it yeah, yeah and, but you're you're the good you're the good version where someone like 
Barbero, I can't even handle. You know what I mean? It's too much. The pauses are too pregnant. Um, <laughs> you you I, you give us that smooth podcast slick delivery. I have nothing bad to say about any other podcast. I, I think the hard thing is <laughs> come on. You have to. You like Ben Shapiro? One. Damn. Okay. Oh well, yeah. Also <laughs> <Shapiro>. <laughs> guys, radio ad reads are terrible. Uh, <laughs> terrible ad reads. I don't know. You just like you have to get. You're doing a performance of yourself, and it's a really weird thing. Like you're trying to preserve what you actually sound like and how you talk, mm-hmm. but also, you know, read things in a way that makes sense to people, and and write in a way that hopefully is kind of better than what would naturally mm-hmm. come out of your brain. So it's a weird thing, and it takes a long time. It's one of the things I'm proud of with Reply All, though, is that when people report stories, they sound the way they sound when they are telling you the story at the bar, which is really hard. Like it takes mm-hmm. a lot. No, I mean, to you guys, we know. I mean, Jason has been podcasting for a very long time, and and um, I I did a podcast called Public Announcement with my former partner um, Jay Ellis, and, and we did a very produced podcast. And it the, the work that goes into that is I don't think people really get it. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think people understand what you're doing and why they like it so much, and it's because the amount of work that mm-hmm. goes into it. It's it's not an accident. Yeah, it's it's weirdly you're like obsessively creating the experience of a fun and casual conversation. It's mm. a very strange <laughs> job. It's good for somebody who spends a lot of time thinking about what they wish they'd said, though, because you get to kind of do that professionally a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can uh, you can flub that in if you don't like the way you ask somebody a question. You can just re-record it in your cool Gowanus closet and and splice it right in. Well, you can't fake the questions, but you can be like, you can be like, what was the fucking point of that story? Like, what mm-hmm. was, or like, you can tell the story 15 times in edit and like really figure out how to, you know, when you're halfway through a story and you're like, I should have said this first, or, oh, when I told you this person, they laughed harder. And I think it was just mm. that stuff I find very enjoyable. Mm. What's the, so what's the stat? So one of these classic reply all episodes, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is, what are we looking at staff wise? Like, how many people are touching this thing before it gets into the ears? It has changed over time. We're trying to be more disciplined because we kind of have like you're a, saying every- you saying you guys got a little more money and things got a little easier. Is that what you're saying? Mm. No, <laughs> God, <laughs> no, we're just absolutely not. <laughs> things are not easier. We we okay. So like uh, the last one I did, I've reported the story about QAnon and how even though it's supposed to be like we'll never know who's behind it, there's a lot of fingerprints pointing to. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who seem to be behind it. And that was really small. It was like Shruti Pinamanani was editing and sort of doing some production on it. Um, it was me, Shruti, and Jessica Young was doing a lot of production. And then we sort of brought people in for edits towards the end. There's another producer, Damiano Marchetti, who has jumped in on a couple. Basically, the way we work is, generally speaking, there is a reporter and a producer. And... The reporters conducting interviews, but talking to the producer about like what do we want here? What's the story about? Like, what should we ask? The producer will sometimes listen in and be like, "Hey, could you say this thing or whatever?" Um, and they're working together to put together like to pick the best parts of the interviews, to put together an early version of the script. And then there's an editor who's more big picture who is listening to the drafts and giving notes. But those roles are really fluid. And then at Reply All, what we do is we just do edit after edit of the story, meaning you sit in a room. You read your script, you press play on Pro Tools, and then we'll pull in people on the team and be like, what did you think? Where were you bored? Where were you confused? And and just doing that over and over again hopefully gets us to the best version of the story. But sometimes you'll sort of be like, okay, this story has a part that this one person really should work on. Like they are going to have a vision. They're going to be able to fix it. Like 
people have sort of specialties. You'll be like, can I please get like the Tim Howard gloss on this section or something like that. So it's very, mm-hmm. it's so fucking fun. <laughs> so you, so you, you <laughs> love the, the editing post-production piecing it all together. Part of it, maybe more yeah. than, than birthing the idea part of it. I like the ideas. I have a lot of ideas. I love the beginnings of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of ideas. Look, let me let me say something. I got a lot of ideas. Real Don Draper head. That it is a kind of person in radio is like the, I can give you 10 ideas. Eight of them will be trash, but I don't care if you don't like them. Like, just like, I'll just mm-hmm. like throw shit in. Um, and then I like the end because <laughs> I'm pretty good at like the last writing stages. And a lot of what's in the middle is hell. Like a lot of the like... A lot of us working on stories is like when you move into an apartment and you're like, should the couch go over here? Should the couch go over here? Well, we put the couch there. Like it's just you don't know stuff until you build it and then you build it and you realize you're totally wrong. And it's very – and the more interesting the story is, the less template you've got to go off of, the more you're just like, motherfucker. (laughs) It's very hard. Nobody nobody ever said podcasting was easy, PJ. People in my family have suggested it. But yeah, otherwise I agree. (laughs) Normally you guys are obviously in a a beautiful light-filled studio in Brooklyn somewhere um, with tons of snacks and hopefully sparkling water on tap. Mm -hmm. Um, But since since the uh, novel coronavirus has ravaged our country, um, (laughs) has it been much, much... Much yeah, the world. I don't mean to exclude the world, but has it been much much harder to get this shit done when you're not able to be in the same room? Like the Zoom don't hit the same. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, a lot of it functionally you can do the same, but yeah, we just we have like when I say an edit, you know, I can come in with a draft of a story, or a reporter can come in with a draft of a story. The read through of the script might be an hour, but then we could talk about it for six more hours. We've had fourteen hour edits and. In person, that's hard. Like, in person, it's a lot of, like, I need a short break, whatever. On Zoom, you just have 60% of the energy. I'm losing my voice as I speak. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's rough. Or just, just like, here's the Dropbox link of the new cut. Yeah. Oh, it didn't I'm going to listen to it tomorrow, and then here's my notes, and I already forgot about all the stuff. (laughs) The music cue came in the middle of the sentence for no reason and super loud because, like, something synced funny or... Yeah, and just like well, how, a lot of. How, go ahead. How technically skilled are you? Are you are you pretty proficient? Because TJ is the is the AV squad of how long gone. I know nothing. I book the guests, and I'm the talent. Basically, you know what he, I mean. He can barely and, open and his laptop. I can barely it, open my laptop. What is what would you give yourself out of a 100 rating wise when it comes to you know whipping around the the Pro Tools? Are are you, are you or are you not an absolute gear slut? I'm wondering if Reply people are going to listen to this. I feel like they probably won't. That really depends. Wow, wow. Thank you for that vote of confidence. PJ, not a a comment on your podcast. A comment on uh, who gives a shit. Everyone knows all my opinions at Reply already. They don't need to hear another 45 minutes. It depends on if you're willing to signal boost and share it on your social media platform. That is true. Um, (laughs) They still won't listen. I, I, uh, please dig deep this, this holiday. I can use Pro Tools. Uh, I, I, I was a producer for six years before I was a reporter or a host. So, you know, that all that time was cutting other people's interviews. I don't do it as much as I used to. Like, I'm I'm worse at it. Oh, God, how much detail do you want? Our team is really good at it, and it has invented some very arcane but effective ways to edit. Mm-hmm. And when I get in there, it's the equivalent of 
somebody grabbing a briefcase and throwing all the papers into weird piles. And like <laughs> a lot of work has to get done to clean up the shit that I fuck up mm. historically. Um, but yeah, I can like, I can cut it two way. I can, I can do everything. I just do it badly. Sure. Okay. I mean, look, that's, I, I literally don't have the, the, the programs on my computer. So you're, you're doing better than me. what do you, um, I, from, from an editor an editing um, point of view, how important is it to leave in some of those words that you would initially think you would remove? Like when people say, um, and like, and, hmm, and like weird long pauses, like what, what is your, the judgment or the formula for what stuff you leave in and take out? You leave stuff in if it's communicating meaning. Um, I was listening to this, I was re-listening to this old This American Life episode about the mortgage crisis, giant pool of money. And they're talking to these bankers. And one of the guys says, um, you know, he's talking about how the bankers have had a bad year too. And he says like, he's <laughs> like, you know, I'm surprised that there haven't been any, I, I'm surprised there have been so few suicides this year. <laughs> and like, you can hear someone thinking in that moment. You can hear somebody like remembering a death. And that's, that's meaningful. Right. Right. The other time we leave stuff in is just if you can overcut somebody so that they don't sound like natural human speech anymore. I feel like yeah. I hear that sometimes in some stuff where it's like, Oh, you had to, you should let that breathe. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, talking to me right now on the radio or on our podcast, I stumble and say like, I, I clean myself up or I get cleaned up a lot. We still, even though it sounds natural, we make people more palatable and listenable. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And it's because I, I, I edit sometimes as well. And I, I think back of like, wow, I just like made 500 cuts on this hour of conversation. And if I do my job really well, not a single person will know I did anything to it. That's the fun of it. The fun is that you've just made a conversation still accurate to what happened, but the better version of what it should have been if everybody mm -hmm. had had enough it coffee makes, and slept enough. It makes me want to post the before and after pic. You know what I'm saying? I very much know what you're saying. I feel <laughs> it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like this, these, this fun, silly thing is so much work. If you think this sounds good now, you should have heard it before <laughs> I got my hands. On you should it, see how it looked when it was worse. You should see the other guy's face. Um, do you have any uh, any dream advertisers that you guys haven't had a chance to work with yet? Extreme advertisers, dream advertisers. Oh, dream advertisers. Well, so the funny thing is, we during the pre so Spotify bought the company that makes Reply All Gimlet, and before mm -hmm. that. We would read the ads, and because we read the ads, we would have this thing where we were like, we're going to say no to the advertisers we don't like, so we're reading it. Mm -hmm. Post-acquisition, they're like, Spotify's this big company. Um, you guys cannot say no to advertisers. That's crazy. Why was that a system? Mm -hmm. And we were like, that's fine, but we're not going to read the stuff. Um, so now I So like, when you don't... say you don't read the stuff, that means you'll just play a pre-recorded commercial. We yeah we just leave a space and Spotify has like a big ad sales team that mm -hmm. sells big ad campaigns and they put in something that's recorded I think by a Spotify producer but just not by us. Got it, got it. Um, but I used to be more invested. Like in the beginning when Reply All started, all of our advertisers were sort of like I mean the podcast advertisers like Stamps dot com and Casper and whatever Squarespace and all the classics. Squarespace I think is responsible for forty percent of podcasting existing yeah, square put, put your damn kids in college didn't they if i have kids they'll <laughs> definitely put them in college but uh now and, and like i remember when we started to get like companies that didn't need promo codes sometimes it's like that's crazy that feels like a like maybe we'll get to stay mm -hmm. here and whatever mm -hmm. now i don't pay much attention to it um now it's just sort of funny sometimes the ads where i'm like 
they advertise what on the huh? Apparently, there was an ad on our podcast about don't drive your car into the railroad tracks, which somebody tweeted. <laughs> they were like, I heard an ad on a podcast about don't drive your car into the railroad tracks. And I was like, that's really funny. And they were like, it was your podcast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess somebody bought a PSA. I, I, people shouldn't do that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, tax money well spent, I say. Yeah. Oh, wait. Now it's my super calling. I'm sure nothing bad's going on. Uh-oh. Uh, decline. Do you, it's you can fine. Do you want? You can take that call. We, we can do a no, classic I just reply all in. style. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Just a very verite interruption. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We love that. That's a device you guys have used before in your little podcast, I've noticed. <laughs> we like when things go wrong. Um, we like <laughs> we, it a lot. You know what? Something something about us, we love when things go wrong. <laughs> so, PJ, PJ we, is... Know, um, we're, we're getting... Is uh is, ahead, is, is reply all your full time gig or is there any side projects hustles on the side that we don't know about? It's my full time gig. It's the every time I I have like a document of stuff stories I want to do like nonfiction stuff that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it fits the show and then I always just do it on reply all. Like I'm so I was like, well, was just what, why would we? Who's stopping us from doing the stories we want to do? That's weird. Don't do mm-hmm. that. Spotify um, is. They don't, I mean, they leave us alone, minus, you know, putting ads for don't drive your car on the railroad, which again <laughs> seems fine with me. Um, it's good advice. I mean, it's good advice because, cool you know, we're getting into the advertising game a little bit. And, you know, we've been contacted by people like, you know, Manscaped. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I wonder. What you is know, Manscaped? Do you guys feel like. You want to take a you, wild guess? But is it the razors? Is it like a service? Is it a cream? <laughs> it's a. It's, it's well, if it's, for me, it's a service. Basically, they s- they send Jason the the clippers, and he comes over and takes care of my chest for me. It's kind of a oh, thing that's we wonderful. do on air. But, but I mean, no, that's it, great ad content. They sent us a both a box of of this trimmer with all this other shit, like like literally a toner for your um for your balls, testicles. Wait, a yes. toner? Yes, a, a spritz. Ah. Hmm. Exactly. Just a little, but, just to refresh you know, so, things but, down there. But we think it's funny, you know. We think it it's is funny, funny, but it's just. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'd be. A so customer. what? I'm, so you guys would, you guys, you guys over there at, at Big Podcast would turn this down. Well, back in the day when we were saying yes or no stuff, no, we would we would say no to stuff that either felt morally not cool or. Mm-hmm. We don't like, have we don't have morals on this podcast, so we're good on that. What what else? Uh, stuff where it was like this is just gonna piss off our listeners. Like they're gonna be like, "Why are you?" Sure. Like they don't seem that bad, Doing but this. they don't. They're not gonna like it. And then stuff where it was like Facebook wants to do an ad about how great they are mm. uh, on an episode about how bad Facebook is. It was just like <laughs> this is this is gonna be weird. This probably isn't to awesome. that to that. To that, I say you got to hear both sides. So you know, I, I'm surprised, but I understand I, where you're coming it, from. It you really gives you. You don't want to disrespect the listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to disrespect the listener. That that's the first. That's the first game. And and are you working on? So do you work on other stuff with Gimlet? Are you developing other stuff, or or are you fully focused on Reply All? Really, just Reply All. I mean, we're there's like. I, I know you're. Not, I know you're not. I mean, podcast wise, I don't know if there's like development stuff or anything like bigger picture. They'll pull me in every once in a while. I'm a pretty good editor, so sometimes people just want me to come listen to something, give notes, and I'll do it. I really like working on other people's stuff, but I'm not like I'm not like it's not like some. Right now, we don't have any plans for anything that's like a big miniseries or whatever. I, honestly, I so like so doing we can the, send yeah. you, 
we can send you episodes of this show and you'll just kind of take a little pass at it. You know, I'd love, to, yeah. I'd love for sure everyone to, to just pick your brain for a day. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, let me just, let me, PJ, I would love to buy you a coffee and just, as I am, the coffee, coffee is obviously on me and you can order a, a scone <laughs> let me, or let me a get morning you, bun. Let me get you a, uh, yeah, I'm going to get you a, I'm going to get you a full liter of Coke Zero. Just pick your brain. <laughs> Honestly, you know, that would probably get, work. Just... <laughs> say less, bitch. Say less. Say less. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. And I had I had a personal question for you as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we've been campaigning pretty hard to get your your friend uh uh Phoebe Bridgers on this podcast. Uh-huh. And it, it seems like I guess she's busy or whatever. You know what I mean? Because the you <laughs> yes, know, there's some Grammy nominations, et cetera, et cetera. But I just want now that you've had this incredible experience of talking to us and you had the time of your life. <laughs> if it does come up, I would love for you to vouch for us. No pressure, but if it oh. you know if it naturally came up in conversation, I would love I would love a, a PJ cosign. Very happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's so my, much. my man. My man, because you know that's that's mine. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you're familiar, but Jason is is has been you know uh, in love with Whitney Port from the Hills for years, and I was able to book her for our podcast as a gift to him, um, and she ended up being a pretty fun guest. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, so so we're. We we play this game with each other where we kind of try to you know we it's it, we we're giving each other gifts as often as we can not just during the holiday season the gift of conversation is that I think that's very important in? I think that's fundamental to a strong relationship mm. uh, yeah now do you and Alex like do you guys hang out together do you talk or because you know Jason and I are real friends you know we really we spend a lot of time <laughs> together he's coming he's coming to Atlanta to 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 for Christmas with my family where we play tennis together all yeah, the time. Yeah, we're actually so what friends. Is, what is, we don't hate each other. Yeah, what is your, well, yeah, we don't actually hate each other like it seems. So what what's your what what do you think a healthy relationship between co-hosts consists of? Uh me and Alex have a pretty real we don't hang out in person that much because he lives in New Jersey with his family. So mm-hmm. it's like it's a little bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. But we talk pretty constantly. It's a lot of texting. It's a lot of texting. It's mm-hmm. a lot of like did you see what that guy said on Twitter? I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, that, same, that sounds exactly like our relationship. Yeah, that's exactly our relationship. I just think yeah. it is an interesting thing because I think that it's just like to me, it's it's very similar to like being in a band where it's like sometimes people get home from tour and they just don't, you know, they don't want anything to do with it. You know what I mean? But there's no touring; it's a constant. You know, basically the schedule is constant. I mean, you guys, you guys don't necessarily take time off because it's not seasonal. You just do it on a yeah, pretty much schedule. I mean, the nice thing with me and Alex is that the show, our relationship in the show is sort of um, a little bit adversarial. Like it's me teasing mm-hmm. him a lot. And so if we're like, it doesn't feel like some weird prison where if we're having a weird week with each other, it's like, <laughs> it has to be like incredibly, I love you. Um, like sometimes we're annoyed with each other, uh, even though we love each other in ways that, yeah, you can definitely here in the show. Um, I think people like to hear that it's real, real shit. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. Too. Yeah, so it's never, it's never that hard. Um, and like we go through periods where we hang out more and hang out less, or like we, yeah. It, t- generally speaking, he's a really good friend for when you're going through shit. Like he's, he's really, he just, he was one of the first people I became friends with. Where I was like, oh, this is why people do therapy because he has a more reasonable and thoughtful way of thinking through problems than most of my friends mm. uh and he's just like he's i would a good actually person you know i would say that i i would say that about jason as well actually mm. it, yeah he's the me of you 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing some parallel I'm seeing some parallels here uh, in our relationships. But that's that's a good that's a great friend to have, especially because I mean you know I think that he's it sounds like he's uh, I mean he's a little bit older he's he's got kids and stuff so he's in a little bit of a different place in his life. Who's so the taller one? That comes with PJ. I am the taller one. I am the taller one. It's important. How tall are you? How tall are you, PJ? Five ten, five eleven, somewhere in there. Wow, five ten, and you're the tall one. You're wow. Could really you know, hear podcast, the confidence do... exuding out of her voice when you. This podcast, we you know, Jason's five Jason's ten. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> well, I just never Jason's know. Every time it's seven eleven. Seriously? So we're yeah. So we we usually have a rule, but we let you slide because you you have a you have you a great show. Tall as shit. Um, my, uh, we try to my, make it six feet or over. Mm-hmm. My best friend in college, or I had a couple of close friends, but he was, uh, I'm like, I'm worried that one of my other close friends will hear from college and they'll be like, I was your best friend. <laughs> Truly neurotic, neurotic man. But uh, <laughs> he was seven feet tall. Um, Ooh, shit. And it was amazing. People were so fucking rude about it. It drove me crazy. Then mm. did, did, did he seem to be okay much more okay with it than you were i'm assuming no it, it hurt his feelings and i would be his like weird little bulldog enforcer who would be like why would you say that to somebody do oh. you think you're the first person to say that um but it's kind of interesting real it was, original like, jack real original <laughs> or uh what did i say there's i really i was i was a little monster um oh, okay. but just like it was interesting human training because it's like oh people you just watch how um, people are like, I would like to be taller. This person is taller than me. Therefore, mm-hmm. they want to hear everything that I have to say mm-hmm. about their height. And it's sort of like, oh, don't do that to people. Like, don't just think harder about other people and their feelings versus what you're thinking about it. I, I say it all the time. Being extremely tall is is the one handicap that zero people have any sympathy or empathy for. It's- yeah. Six, nine is tough because the world's not designed for that. Like planes Preach. probably suck. Don't don't uh, don't don't sympathize. Don't sympathize with him. His life is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, it's better to be extremely tall than to be extremely short. But you know, you do have to have a conversation multiple times every day of your entire life That's until true. you die from being tall disease. Of just like you should be playing basketball right now instead of walking oh here. Oh my god! Yes. Why aren't you in the <laughs> NBA, you idiot? Well, I mean, for they haven't seen you try to play, or they would know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah, they, they, like, and now they look, say, "Why aren't you on Gimlet?" And I'm like, "Buddy, if I had it's the answer, not to that a tall based job." <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you on Gimlet? Yeah, I mean, Gimlet is like getting signed to the major. You know what I mean? That's like, oh yeah, that's like when you, you know, you're on, you're on the indie label, you're doing pretty well, and then you get the upstream, yeah, and then Gimlet calls so. Yeah, Saddle Creek got yeah. bought by Warner. That's that's what happened. <laughs> exactly, when Spotify exactly. came through. Because we we have our we have our little Spotify deal for a music show where we you know we we were able to play music with their new their incredible new Spotify technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in exchange we, for that, they not... give us a free membership to Spotify. So that's oh, they should going free really well. membership to Spotify. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm actually I actually don't use Spotify. I'm an Apple Music guy, but they I, I had to get an both. account and I. And I'm trying to get reimbursed for my Spotify use account. Use both? So we'll see how – I'll let you know how it goes. Okay, money yeah, back. I use Let's both. get into it. Well, okay, because – Man, do you Spotify, have title too? <laughs> okay, here's, here's my feeling. Yo, Amazon Spotify, Music is lit. very good for playing music you don't know. <laughs> okay, um, okay. And finding stuff quickly. Apple, it's like – I don't know. I still prefer it for listening to old shit that I have. Like it just – I think because I was in their ecosystem for so long, I'm just like, I know where that is. There's some weird playlist that I want. Like, I've got a bunch of bootlegs that are into it. I just like, 
They so feel you, like you'll use it for your like physical music that you own the MP3 files of? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, that makes it sound like this is more organized and smart than it really is. It's just like <laughs> there's the music the in there crumbled. that I don't think I can find. Like there's like live bootlegs that I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. I'm not – there's mm-hmm. a limit for me. Okay. I- I I mean they both I guess they both work different sides of the brain you know what I mean as long as the ways. system I'm works just not a pl- I'm not a playlist guy I don't care uh, that's my issue and I think Spotify oh you're an really album guy he's he's Republican uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah I look PJ I listen to basically the same ten bands from the eighties and nineties in in album mode only so it's it's not you know it, it's it's pretty easy for me to to use he's constantly use. in album mode is what he's saying. I get that. I, I mean, honestly, this is so embarrassing for me to talk about Spotify makes a good product. But no, no, no. I do think they are good for, hey, you know how you listen to the same 10 songs over and over again? <laughs> Here's an 11th song. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, and some, like the song. Sometimes like. the 11th song, no, no, no. And sometimes the 11th song, ooh. My friend Brendan, he's, he, he works at Gimlet now, but he was a music critic beforehand. He worked at Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And we were driving, and he played me um, this playlist called Hyperpop on Spotify. <laughs> Hell yes. So do you guys know about this? <laughs> I, I'm familiar with Hyperpop. I don't know if Chris is, but that's I'm not that's by like choice, music but that's I understand. So similar his argument, to the 100 Gex style of music, Chris. Well, And what he was saying about uh, that was okay. really interesting. is like 100 Gex is what happens when people are trying to create something new. Mm-hmm. And because music moves in faster cycles than ever has before and you know because of the internet mm-hmm. someone tries to actually do what 100x is doing now every whatever 10 years and they're they have they have like four, sort of forefathers but they don't necessarily know about them or acknowledge them mm-hmm. and so it's really interesting to be like okay 10 years ago when people were trying to make 100x what does it sound like and like sort of similar sort of different but there was this mm-hmm. one band that other people know about that I don't know about called um QT. Yeah. Um so that Hey Cutie song is so outside of my normal lane for what I want to <laughs> listen to. I've listened to it 10,000 times now and it is completely distorted. Spotify's like, "Oh, you like interesting weird music?" I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> no, I don't. Pretty no, no, basic. no, I promise. Uh, I have 35 and live in Brooklyn music. So you, they're like your algorithm is fucked up now. Or I'm going to change as a person. We'll see. Well, my next – you should listen to – there's an artist named Sophie and a song called Lemonade. Give that – Well, Sophie's on QT. Sophie's part of QT. Sophie could in, could actually be QT. So it's just one person. Damn. But, but check out – but uh, it's – um yeah, but – Well, because QT was Sophie and this other person collaborating to pretend to be a fake artist who was shilling a fake energy drink. That's right. But I have one I Sophie sign like – I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's I'm good. Out. There's a song called Bip by Sophie that sounds like yeah. someone explained dance music to aliens, mm. and then they tried to make it, and I really like it. Yeah, good. Yeah, le- well, if le- Lemonade is another really good song, too, if okay. you, if if you haven't it. heard it. Wow, cool, guys. Uh, any, uh, any, Anyway, um, yeah, PJ, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on How Long Gone. Thank um, you for having it, me. It's, it's, it's really fun. You know, it's... It's rare. We honestly, we're both big fans of Reply. We've been listening to it for years. Um, oh, and, and really it's, cool. it's, it's. I'm glad we got to bond over being straight edge bros with you. It was very nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's really what matters. Honestly, that's what that's what this podcast is turning into, and that's what it's really about. But um, go listen to uh, Reply All anywhere you can find a podcast, but probably Spotify. Anywhere is good. Exactly. All right, thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right, all right. Anywhere is good. We'll talk to you soon, PJ. Thank you, bro. 
All right. Thanks, man. Bye. Lemonade. 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 Lemon